Welcome to the official Cryptids Anomalies and the Paranormal Society's podcast. I'm your host, Barnaby, and you're listening to Whispers from the Dark. Welcome to another episode of Whispers from the Dark. I'm your host, Barnaby, and today we are traveling back from way up north where the air gets cold. There's a tale about Bigfoot that you've all been told. All right, that's enough. I'm done with that. But that's where we were tonight, and uh, it is... Yeah, I knew you'd like that. (laughs) Uh, Joining me on today's adventure is Fathom. How you doing, Fathom? Hey, yo. Hey, so uh, if you remember from last week's episode, we are heading way up north, and we're not doing that again, because once was enough, <laughs> and there was more to that song that I planned, and I'm just not doing it, so that's that's what you're getting. Uh, we are coming back from way up north, and um, we have some stories for you, so... <laughs> So the plan for New Year's Eve, by the way, happy 2022, because it's been that for three weeks now, but this podcast is being taped. New Year's Day at 2, 2.30 in the morning, um, after a successful Bigfoot investigation in uh, Mountain, Wisconsin. That's right, we're not done in Mountain. And uh, it was not my initial plan to go uh, spend the night in Mountain, Wisconsin. Uh, we got there about 11 o'clock, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we were in Mountain at around 11 o'clock. And, uh, oh, the plan. Well, when we first got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. But we, we hit the woods at about 11 o'clock. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I know this for a fact that we hit the woods at about 11 o'clock. So, uh, here, here's our fun story. Um, we went up to Mountain, Wisconsin, and we were going to keep going north because uh, I got some recent reports from uh, up up north and uh, of Bigfoot in the area. So we were going to go up to the area and kind of poke around on the roads and uh, hit our new thermal drone up into the sky and scan around and see what we could find. Uh, and we stopped off at uh, Thirsty Buck Saloon in uh, Mountain to drop some stuff off for them. And uh, then we proceeded on to uh, the outer skirts of Mountain. And uh, my amazingly brilliant, ingenious idea was to uh, head back on the very dirt roads that led to the campsite from our Bigfoot Mountain episode. And so I turned off on these roads. Yep. And uh, it is a one lane road, dirt road that goes literally through the middle of nowhere in the back of Mountain, Wisconsin. And uh, it was pretty snowy, but it was plowed. You'd say it was plowed? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It yeah. was, and we now know for a fact that it was plowed. Um, it, so it was plowed. And uh, it was super sketchy going in there, uh, but what the hey, you know, if we could get into the campsite, park, shoot the drone up, head out, it wasn't that far, right? So we got about halfway to the, uh, the campsite and we hit this rather steep hill and promptly sank about a foot into the snow. Yeah. So uh, here we are, the middle of bumfuck forest on a back dirt road, uh, sunk about a foot into the snow. So, all right, 
no problem, all wheel drive, I will get us out of here. So I throw it in reverse, and it's a heel, 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 he's a heel. So I uh, put it in reverse and I back down this hill and I got it out. I got it out of that uh, first, first one and I got us into a second one and got stuck again. And I got us out of that one and then pretty much coasted to the bottom of the hill and off the road and got us stuck in a big snowbank. Not a big snowbank by any means. I mean, the snowbank was maybe six inches to a foot, but then we sank down another like six inches to a foot. So we're about a foot or so into the snow at this point. At about 11 o'clock, 11.30 at night in the middle of nowhere in Mount Wisconsin. But don't worry, don't worry, because I am Geico. <laughs> Not a problem. What we're gonna do is we are going to, uh, we're gonna give uh, Geico app a little boot and uh, get us uh, a tow truck situation and uh, we will get out, launch that drone, give it a good half hour to an hour, wait for that uh, tow truck to show up and do some squatching because God knows that's what we came out here for anyway, right? Absolutely. So we're good to go, right? I mean, it's cold out, but we got the car, you know, it was, it was warm in the car, still is warm in the car. And uh, so uh, we, uh, I, I turned on my Geico app, ordered us a tow truck, and uh, after it had some problems connecting because of poor signal, blah, 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 about 10 minutes later, I had a tow truck ordered. Well, the problem was is the tow truck, uh, they couldn't find a tow truck, so I had to call Geico. Ah, now here's the problem. I called Geico twice. First time, it sent me to the wrong area and told me that they were closed, which is a 24-hour service, so not sure how Geico could close. But anyway, uh, called back on a different number and got through. Spent 40 minutes on hold or talking to the representative who could not find us a tow truck. Okay. So now we are stuck in the middle of a the woods <laughs> waiting for no tow truck because no tow truck's coming. Uh, keep in mind, the whole time, we're squatching like a good squatcher. What do they, what do they call them? A, uh, a forced squatch hunt. Yeah. A, a forced Sasquatch hunt because uh, yeah. we had no choice but to Sasquatch hunt because that's what we were there. So, um, yeah, we, we tried a lot of things to get out of there, but uh, it, it was just not having it. So, um, I started calling tow trucks and the tow trucks would not come get us. Like, literally, there was only tow trucks that were all-wheel drive that could come get us. The one guy, um, the guy that was supposed to be out doing tow trucks had COVID, and he couldn't come. So, and the other guy outright said, nope, you're screwed, wait till morning. Well, I am not sitting in the middle of the woods, freezing, uh, all night for a tow truck, because we were only uh, 2,500 feet off of the main road. Uh, it was not that far in and uh, I mean we did not make it that far um, so the other tow truck driver literally told me to call the sheriff's department not emergency and uh, have them deal with us yeah so I called the sheriff's department who she politely told me that I needed to hang up and call back on 911 
because then they could track me. Uh, this is a non-emergency. Okay, fine. I said, but then am I gonna get you? And she says, oh yeah, comes right back to me. <laughs> Great. So I talked to the same person by calling you back. All right, cool. I don't believe that. So I hung up like a good little person would do that listens to the nice police lady. Hung up, called back, and sure as shit, dial 911, got that same lady. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that tells you the size of the town. Right <laughs> yeah, <there>. Definitely <laughs> tells you how big a place we were in here. But I literally had to dial a different number to talk to the same person. Good. Awesome. So, she finally goes, alright, I see kind of where you are. We'll send an officer out to help you. Well, what the heck is he gonna do? He is not a tow truck. He, he, oh, whatever. He did have a SUV. I thought he just had a little car, but he did have an SUV when I, yeah. later on. Uh, so anyway, sure enough, he shows up about 20 minutes later and uh, pulls up behind us about, uh, I don't know, he stayed about 100 feet, 200 feet back from us. Got up and walked up to us. Well, he's a super nice guy. Uh, come to find out his name is Jim. Uh, Jim, super nice guy, young kid. Uh, not, not the brightest, most intelligent of getting people out of the snow, though. Bless his sweet soul. <laughs> yeah, he tried really hard. He yeah. offered a lot of advice that was no good, but he, he offered it. And uh, so pushed, rocked us back and forth for quite a while. And uh, to his credit, uh, after jamming some sticks under my tires and uh, digging around and stuff, we did get out of the rut that we were in. So now we were back on solid snow, I guess we'll call it, to which his answer to this new problem was gun it. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I might not be the smartest person because obviously I drove down this snowy road to begin with. But let me tell you, for those who don't know the logistics of getting stuck, what happens if you gun a vehicle on a snowy surface? What, what happens? Your fish tail. Uh, besides that. No, oh, and you sink. You sink. <laughs> yes, you promptly sink right back down because you dig yourself a hole. To which I explained this to him nicely. And uh, uh, what, what did he tell me then? Try turning the front <laughs> wheels. I said, great, so instead of making nice little ruts, I can make a big pothole that I can't get out of. It's like he was using mud logic, but not even like good mud logic. Uh, yeah, this snow, come to find out, was super tough. I mean, this, uh, this snow was definitely uh, pretty thick and hard. It had been compacted down by like fucking people on their little uh, knees. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so this this was a snowmobile they were using it as a snowmobile. Uh, we're not gonna talk about what just happened, but um, and and so he if I run around in this stuff, I'm gonna I'm gonna sink again. And I I told him that, and he said, "Well, wh what do you think we should do?" I said, "Sir, this is not getting out without any help." And he finally agreed and he called the tow truck company all right so then they agreed to uh pull me out but oh it was gonna cost me and i said that's fine because geico already said on record and sent me an email saying whatever they would pay for it as long as uh they would reimburse me so great 
whatever it's gonna take to get me out of here, just do it and uh, I get reimbursed for this. So that's fine, all well and good, we're good to go. So uh, our nice sheriff's officer uh, backed all the way out, disappeared, because he was gonna go and meet the tow truck at the road. Well, uh, the he was gone for, what did I say, 17, 77, He was gone for about over a half hour, 40 minutes at this time. And uh, finally, there's some lights show up in my uh, rear view mirror. And I go, oh, cool, here comes the tow truck, about 30, 40 minutes later. So the tow truck backs up to me, starts hooking up, and he goes, hey, sorry, I, I would have got here sooner. Except I had to pull the cop out, <laughs> who literally backed himself into a ditch. So first the tow truck driver had to pull the cop out of the ditch, and then he came to rescue us. So I have a, a trailer hitch on my uh, all-wheel drive um, vehicle. Like It's not like I went in there completely unprepared. And uh, so... Um, I got in there, or he got in there, hooked up to my trailer hitch, and then proceeded just to uh, pull me <laughs> out backwards down a winding hilly road. It was like 20 miles an hour. It felt, it was, like, that. It, it felt like we were going like 20 miles an hour. Oh we God. were going five according to my speedometer. But let me tell you, when you're going down a windy road backwards at five miles an hour, trying to steer while being yanked along by a tow truck, it is an experience. And uh, I mean, I did pretty well. Yeah, you did, you did. A aside from once that we almost wiped out and hit a tree. But other than yeah. that, uh, there was a very sharp curve that I didn't see coming in my freaking backup camera, thank you very much. And uh, we, we kind of almost hit a tree, but uh, I, I corrected and got back on the road and we lived we, we lived and uh he, he pulled us all the way out out to the road and then he uh he held my debit card hostage while we followed him to the tow station and uh paid checked out got my receipt and uh geico you're getting the bill so uh i mean like let's let's talk about this i mean me and you have talked yeah. about this for the last three hours <laughs> but at what point do you go Hmm, I'm stuck in a ditch. Please, Mr. Tow Truck Diver, can you come get me out? And they say, no, no, it's too snowy to come get you. I... Sir, there is no <laughs> snow on the road except literally the road that I'm on. Uh, it hasn't snowed today. It is not snowing now. It is not even icy out because the roads that we're on right now, they're fine. But uh, yeah, they refused to come get us out, even though Geico was paying for it. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, you know, yeah. Granted, for that 2,500 uh, foot drive, it was very expensive. Uh, it, it was very expensive uh, to to pay for, but um, it, he got us out and uh, he got the cop out. <laughs> so he got a two for one. I wonder if the cop had to pay. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. He'll send it's a, a bill. Town, he will send so. a bill to. Uh... Before he... And here's the piece of resistance, okay? <laughs> uh, here it is. While he's hooking up my car to the tow truck, 
he admits to me that just the other day he was in here pulling another vehicle out. And that is the reason why it was plowed, because he plowed it to get that vehicle out. So, and the car was at the campsite that we were aimed at. Fun story. Fun story. So he knew exactly where we were. Uh, but he was, he was very nice once he, you know, got paid and knew that he was getting paid. Uh, he was a super nice guy. Just yanked us the frick out of that place, though. But, uh, yeah. So now we're back on the road. And uh, and here's here's the thing. Forced Sasquatching. Uh, we were out there in the middle of nowhere. And granted, like, uh, I spent most of the time on the phone with Geico. Uh, so we didn't really get to go out and do what we wanted to do. But we did spend some time outside the, the vehicle. And uh, heard some stuff moving around and, and that. So, uh... We got the thermal imager out and uh, kind of peeked around, but uh, didn't see nothing. And uh, unfortunately, the area that we were in was kind of tree covered, so I didn't feel safe trying to shoot the drone up. And uh, by the time that we got done um, with trying to get some help out there, the, the cop had already kind of shown up, and then we were waiting for the tow truck, and we didn't have any good time to just kind of sit there and do what we wanted. We, didn't think we sat there for 40 minutes we could have but um so unfortunately we didn't get to you know send the drone up like i had wanted but uh all in all we did get you know three and a half three yeah three and a half hours of sasquatching in the night so it wasn't a total waste yeah yeah it was a uh, an all right time i think i would have been better if you know the tow truck driver wouldn't have been you know so just just come get us. Every you know? single one of them, though. Yeah, it wasn't we, just one. It was like six different places. Yeah, because Geico now. called a bunch. Yeah. And they all refused them. And then I called ones that Geico wouldn't call because they were too far away or just not on their list of tow trucks to call and stuff. And, uh, yeah, nobody wanted to come out until the sheriff's office said, hey, come get this guy out of here because we can't. So, yeah. But. Now we are out and we are back on the road and we are out squatching the roads of Mountain Wisconsin and the backwoods of, uh, you know, the, the county and stuff. And we are back at it. So, our topic for tonight, <laughs> because that definitely wasn't our topic, but it, it was a definitely a good story. So, uh, we wanted to share our, and that, that's how uh, the two of us spent our New Year's. <laughs> So, welcome back to uh, the, the Caps team on our first outing as a uh, uh, Caps adventure, I guess. And uh, that's what happened. So, uh, <laughs> real quick, uh, Fathom has a very bad experience of going out with the Caps team and Sasquatching. Well, I guess I can't say that because we went to Rhinelander together. You I came along lost to Rhinelander. In the woods. Well, <laughs> I mean that wasn't in, didn't impact me at all. So that's okay. <laughs> Fuck you. But I was I pointed out the fact that we went to Hayden was the first uh, expedition Bigfooty that you actually it's not it's not Rhinelander was before Hayden. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So it was like a couple of weeks before. Hayden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when we went up to Hayden Adventure and camped out, it was me and you, and. Um, Derek, Derek yeah. Ma, was Luke? No, yeah, Luke was there. Yep, Luke was there too. Yeah, because Luke slept in the van with me. Yep. Uh, so when we went up to Hyde Adventure the first weekend ever, 
the van blew um, blew a hose basically and stranded us up there so we couldn't get home and uh, now we go Sasquatching and uh, with Fathom and me and um, you we I got the car stuck again this might just be me but you're you're a bad influence bad squatching vehicle energy that's that's what you're whatever getting. dude i i demand like a third attempt at some random point <laughs> because i i refuse to until something happens again I you mean a fourth fuck up yes another <laughs> one i am not convinced and we will fucking test this with the scientific method until i'm satisfied that it is me or it Great. is not me so the next time you're paying the toll bill <laughs> and the new radiator parts and uh yeah uh, Bet, bet, you're, uh, you're uh, uh, taking care of the next one. <laughs> and here's the thing. Supposedly, Geico's gonna cover all this. You know, it's not out of pocket. It is for now, but I'm supposed to get reimbursed. And the Hyden Adventure thing literally was a $3 part. <laughs> literally, all we needed was a $3 part. <laughs> and uh, the van has, I, I wish I could knock on wood, but, well, okay, I guess I don't have to say that. The van has run great ever since then, but it hasn't because it uh, blew a serpentine belt. Uh, it actually, uh, the water the water pump in the van went out on our way to, um, on, on the way to a paranormal investigation that you guys don't know about yet. Ooh. It'll actually be coming out in October of uh, this coming year. Somewhere paranormal with the van. So it must have been in the state. That's all I got to say. Oh, well. But you do know, for those of you who have checked out our YouTube page and uh, saw our little new theme song video for uh, the new season, uh, oh my God, we have some amazing stuff on the new season. It is not a secret anymore. Uh, we have an amazing guest star on the new season. Um, that's right, you can see him on our YouTube page, on our opening credits video that was released uh, around Christmas. We went out and did a Sasquatch investigation with Animal Planet's Turtle Man. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun day, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, so that is coming out, that episode should be out um, June, July, I believe. Uh, first off, you're going to get to uh, go on a Mothman expedition with us to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. That's right. We went to uh, Mothman Central and uh, checked all that shit out. And uh, we did a complete investigation down in Chicago looking for the Mothman, which had been recently sighted down there. And we interviewed some great people, more cool people interviewed on that episode. Uh, Tobias Wayland of the Singular Fortane Society is on that episode. Uh, Bob After Dark. For those of you who are into podcasts, uh, you may know him. If you don't, he's also a professional wrestler. And he also does all kinds of other cool stuff. He is part of the Windy, Windy City Ghostbusters. I am so excited that I can talk about all this stuff now. Because it is legitimately coming out in like a couple <laughs> weeks. So I can finally spill the beans on this. Uh, Allison Jornlin. Uh, paranormal researcher and investigator is on that episode the Chicago Mothman episode coming out uh, Derek Derek Tabo Tabo from Cryptids Anomalies of the Paranormal Society he is on that episode but he's on a lot of our episodes so it's not really that big deal 
He's back out with us. He is out with us. What man? I am so pumped for our episodes coming up. Uh, and then uh, we have the two parts. That's gonna be a two-part episode. Part one, part two, two hours of Mothman goodness. Goodness. Yeah. Amazing stuff right there. Ah, oh, I gotta see something Ah, oh, man, man. We are already 25 minutes into this podcast and we haven't even started talking about what we're supposed to be talking about. That is how amazing this is. (laughs) So, ah, and then let me tell you, because we're, we're getting into this stuff. Uh, nah, I mean, that's enough for you. That's enough. Uh, there's another episode that'll be out in, uh, I think that's June then. Um, and then the, I think it'll be August area, perhaps August, something like that. Uh, will be the turtle man episode super excited that's all you get for now because we got other stuff to talk about right yeah yeah you don't know (laughs) ah so you know yeah never mind (laughs) we should have been recording a podcast the whole time we were stuck in a ditch but half the time i spent on the phone so i guess i really couldn't but um, yeah 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 so on today's episode uh i want to talk about something because it recently got reported uh, this past week. Well, okay, so three weeks ago now for you guys listening to this podcast. But for us in current day, modern time, you know, time warp scenarios that are going on with podcasts and recording and stuff. Uh, so four weeks ago, Podcast World, um, Singular Fortane released a uh, sighting report. And it wasn't around here. God, I can't remember where it was. Um I want to say Colorado or uh, Washington, maybe. I, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Um, but it was wasn't in my state, so I didn't really kind of dig too much into it. I mean, I should have, but you know, you know how it is. Um, but here's the thing: a cat-headed, upright creature, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think these guys were camping or something out in the woods or maybe hunting I I don't know it was fairly recent they were out in the woods and uh, this creature came into their vicinity and again like I said I didn't I didn't read the whole article and stuff um, because it didn't pertain too much but it's it's the topic I wanted to go on with this so here's here's a short rundown here we have this cat-headed creature we have the upright canine creatures, uh, like Anubis. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, uh, in Linda Godfrey's books, she discusses down in the uh, Everglades, Louisiana, Florida area, I believe, this upright alligator mm-hmm. that uh, comes up onto a guy's boat and then later ends up following him and shows up at his house. Really? Yeah. Um, it's in, I believe, Monsters Among Us or um, American Monsters. One of those two books. I can't remember. I've, I've read a bunch of her books. So, and that was quite a while ago. I'm sorry. I mean, like, I should have my facts straight on this stuff. But the, the, but the fact is, I want to talk broad about it, not specific cases. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those of you listening to this podcast, Dirty, here's your shout out because... I forgot to do it in the last episode, or last two, because the other one was another thing. But anyway, Dirty, here's your shout-out. Uh, good seeing you. hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'll see you back at uh, 
back. Yeah, you know, I'll see you around. But um, we got to get you on one of these days as well. So, yeah, there's your shout out. Back to the topic. Um, he gets mad if I don't talk about him. He does. That's adorable. I love you, Dirty. You creepy bugger, you. I don't know. Well, you got to be on the podcast. We're going to get you on here. Uh, Dirty's a celebrity. We got we to gotta get him on here one of these days. Uh, you know, in the in the certain crowds, he's a celebrity. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So. What? Uh, oh, frick! We're back here already. Cool. I know where we are. I'm glad you do. We're in Cecil. Okay. So, with that being said, we are gonna cut to a commercial here. <laughs> And uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Whispers from the Dark will be right back after this quick message from our sponsors. Whew, that was quite the investigation tonight, Ethan. Yep, sure was. Oh, hey, hey it's still early. You got to get home? Nope. What do you uh, What do you say we stop out at the Bean Snappers Gentlemen's Club for a little while? Yeah, I'm not arguing or insulting you, so what do you think? Well, that's a change for one. <laughs> <laughs> Doors open, I'm walking through it. <laughs> hey, Keg, how's it going? Good, how are you guys doing? I'll go through the spiel, even though you've been here before. Welcome to Bean Snappers. We're open Wednesday through Saturday, 5 to bar close. It's $10 to get in. It's two drink minimum. No touching the girls. There's ghosts here again, so thanks for being here. <laughs> Support the performing arts at Bean Snappers Gentlemen's Club. Mackville, Wisconsin, Highway 47, all naked, all the time. All right, we're back after those commercial messages, and uh, we're still here. <laughs> still here. We didn't go anywhere. Ah. All right. So our topic today, then, is um, upright creatures like half human, half animal. Those are that's anthropomorphic. Not well. In a sense, I, I get what you're saying. It's yeah. a subclass. Let's I, I put get. It that way. I get that we're we're discussing anthropomorphic, but that would be considered an animal. Now, so yeah. so here's what I'm saying is, like a dogman, for instance, dogman, um, beast of Bray Road, werewolves. Yeah. That kind of animal would be anthropomorphic. Mm -hmm. It is a canine that stands up on its hind legs, exhibits animalistic and human characteristics. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying though, and I'm not sure, well that, that would be the same as the alligator that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so those, those would be considered anthropomorphic. Right. But what you have though also is these, these sightings of things that are not entirely beast, right? Mm -hmm. So you would have like a human, or a, yeah, a human with like the head of a cat. So like, um, oh my gosh, like there's... Like Anubis. I was trying not to be cliche and call out, you know, like Egypt, because I know that there's Correct. other cultures that have creatures like this, but of course, like the easiest thing is, yeah, think of the stuff from Egypt. Like Bast is a... And Sekhmet are, you know, like, examples of the, uh, Sekhmet is the lion 
headed goddess and Bast is her sister or Basset, uh, the black cat faced goddess. Right. See, I'm, I'm familiar with them, but I, I'm not like I know Horus, I know mm -hmm. uh, Anubis, um, uh, I, I know a couple others, but they're not coming to me right now. Hor Horus? Yeah. Did I say that already? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Well, I got two of them. Um, there, there's, there's a whole set. List. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I got them, but there's definitely a lot of, and those I would not consider anthropomorphic. No, no. So I, I we're throwing this word around. I, I don't know if we've kind of defined what it is. Anthropomorphic is taking an animal and giving it human characteristics, like um, uh, the Disney movie The Lion King. Yeah. Would be a good case of anthropomorphizing. Yeah. 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 animals into having human characteristics mm -hmm. or like uh, Zootopia yeah there where you have more like animals wearing human clothing and stuff you're you're putting human characteristics on an animal yep uh, that's that's basically what anthropomorphic means yeah. so that's like um, like a werewolf you know yeah some some of those are have been seen like the classic werewolves where they have like actual flannel shirts mm -hmm. uh, which I think <laughs> is great because uh, there are reports of dogmen or werewolf creatures wearing flannel shirts walking down the side of the road. Which is adorable, by the way. Can I yeah. just say that? Like, oh, would you get that? That's adorable. And then it eats your face. So, uh, but, um, oh my God, we can go on and on about the dogman in here. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't want to focus on that stuff because there's, there's so much we can cover with just one episode. But... What I do want to go to is where do you think these things, I, I want to get to where do you think these things come from and what they are because we're seeing these different animals and not just that like, okay, you have minotaurs as well mm -hmm. um, to take it to a different, uh, what do you call it, a different um Mythology, you mm -hmm. know, we're we're getting out of ancient Greece or ancient Greece, oh my God, ancient Egypt, with your, uh, you know, the, the gods and stuff there, mm -hmm. and now uh, ancient Rome, and Greece, you have the Minotaur and the satyrs, Pan, Manticore. Oh my, well, that's that's not the same. Manticore is a four-legged beast. Uh, it's, uh, like I think traditionally then you're getting... it's supposed to be, but it's like there's uh, whatever. Mythology is full of, <laughs> like, just, just try to sit down and get into, like, Greek gods ones. It's, it's oh, my God. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. So, what, what I want to focus is on the two-legged yes, beasties yes, here. Yes, I get it. Yes. But, uh, people, if you don't know what a manticore is, go look it up. It doesn't have, it has four legs. Anyway, um, if you don't know what this stuff is, I'm sorry and I apologize. But I'm, I'm hoping that our audience is advanced enough to follow this topic because obviously you've stumbled upon us because you like weird stuff and hopefully you understand where we're going from. Um, but so if, if, if you're looking at all these, well, even, even Native Americans and stuff have bird-headed yep. gods yep. And, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, they're all over. So, uh, yeah, and we didn't even get into that, like the bird-headed stuff. I mean, we, we talked about, like, Egypt and that, but it wasn't brought up that these, these things, you know, they're out there. I yeah, guess. They are and, absolutely everywhere. And the reports of these things are still going on. Mm -hmm. So, what what is your opinion? Like, what do you know about these things? We'll uh, start there. Like, 
definitely like this type is just kind of thrown in with all the other things that are just classed as humanoid. Okay. <laughs> because they are, so it's just like, right. alright, so they're humanoid, but obviously not with other features and whatnot. Um, uh, I'm like trying to like think about all my research and character studies and stuff I've had to do for my own work. I, I can't think of anything offhand where I would be like, oh, this is like definitively or even close to that where I think they would all be coming from, you know, but... <sighs> well... Okay, so let's talk conspiracies, right? So a lot of people think that these things were, you know, manufactured, maybe some like hybrid from, you know, government agency or something, right? Right. So you have these human-animal hybrids. Mm -hmm. But what government agency was around back in ancient Rome, ancient Greece, ancient Egypt, where these things were seen? Yeah, I mean, I was going to be a smart-ass and say the galactic one, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just take this for face value. I mean, if the United States government, if the Russian government, if the German government, China government is the ones that have created these things and are unleashing them whatever as super soldiers or whatever the hypothesis is mm -hmm. have they been doing that since ancient Greece or ancient uh, you know Egypt no there's just no way I mean like I suppose you could lay down tracks and you know take your train of thought there if you really wanted to but it's like the probability of it I mean, we are taking some liberty here with the fact that what the ancient Egyptians saw was legitimate, mm -hmm. right? So there's the old meme on Facebook and, you know, ancient aliens and stuff, you know. They drew a water buffalo because they saw a water buffalo. Right. They drew, you know, what they saw. Yeah. So when you have these drawings of, I keep going back to Anubis because it's the most easiest one for yeah. people to understand and know, but when you're, you're talking about Anubis, they saw that, or they interpreted it that way. Yeah, see, that's where that, that line is, and I think, yeah. that's the, <laughs> I think that's the only thing that I, okay, so the only thing I like about Ancient Aliens, I mean, like, it's one of those shows that I indulge because I like that kind of stuff, you know, but it's like I'm not taking everything to hurt. <laughs> uh, but at least they make a point of being like, well, it could have totally been this, but also, like, there's a couple guys on there, I don't know their names, they're like, well, it could also have just been misinterpreted XYZ for this, 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 or this, because they didn't have that kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I get that, but I think it's like this level where you see it over and over again, and, and not just like in one area, it's all over the place, and it spans through uh, quite a few different, um, I don't know if era is the right word for like Egypt, because uh, I know their kingdoms and shit like that were different, but like an epoch? I, <laughs> I should know, but I yeah. I, yeah. I should. <laughs> Why? It's not like we spent three hours sitting in the woods waiting for a dog <laughs> uh, Yeah. 
Happy New Year! saying but then let's go with that if this is a misidentification it's still happening today and if people are seeing these and the only reason I point this out because obviously most commonly people are seeing dogman werewolf yeah east of Bray Road Mm -hmm. Um, but like I said there's these other creatures Uh, the Loveland frog Um, you know the giant and that again is an anthropomorphic uh, frog Mm mm-hmm um, it is not half man, half frog. It is all frog, just really big. Um, same as like the, the and see, I don't, I don't know the whole story behind these cats because um, I have heard of the upright. Uh, I want to say canine, that's not right. Upright uh, feline um, before, but I don't know if they have a tail. I don't know, and that a lot of people say that Dogman doesn't have a tail. I mean, like so. <laughs> one of those things because uh, like sometimes people put tails on their werewolves and sometimes they don't right well but so hmm, boy, <laughs> I am at a loss for words here honestly um which really sucks when it's a podcast what are these people seeing then well, if this is misidentification what is tromping through the woods where did this giant gator come from where did these cat people like, there's a whole list of things, uh, I suppose, uh, one of the first things I always try to go to, I mean, not try to, but I, I go to is, like, is this just a tulpa uh-huh. that people are seeing, you know, because I feel like, well, I, I don't want to say they're basically, like, mental and emotional parasites, but in a sense... Hang on, if you're going to talk tulpa, because we've done this already on this mm-hmm. podcast, tell me why they created a upright cat tulpa. Where did it come from? Why did it take that form? Because as we've discussed on the mm-hmm. show already, tulpas are a thought form. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to think it into existence. Mm-hmm. If you go out in the woods and think you're going to see Bigfoot, you're going to, well, you won't see Bigfoot, but you can manifest the Bigfoot. Yes. Right? So why are these people manifesting a huge alligator or a cat? Uh, I mean, like... <laughs> That could take us down the road of, like, human psyche, which I don't want to do right now, but we can sometimes if you like. But, so, like, there there could be underlayers of that kind of shit. But, I no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It would be weird. Um, but, like, this is, like, I start with, like, Talpa, and then I go down to, like, okay, so let's say it's not a Talpa. Let's say that uh, this is just some sort of strange yet another subspecies that we were aware of at one point and then uh, you know, they went somewhere and now they're back again. Okay, let me stop you there. Mm-hmm. If this thing, uh, for example, like Mothman, mm-hmm. where's the fossil record? Yeah. Now, alright. We're gonna, we're gonna get into some shady stuff and arguments here with you know, Bigfoot, where's the fossil record for that? Mm-hmm. But more and more, I mean, this this is a whole a whole thing. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there because we can do a whole episode on, I think we have done a whole episode on giants and um, the missing skeletons and all that. And if yeah, not, Smithsonian. We should. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Give us all but, the stuff. 
but if we're we're gonna talk about that, I guess we can. That's a double-edged sword too. Yeah, but. it is. And a lot of people don't realize, like nowadays, you don't have a newer fossil record because things that die in the woods are gone. Yep. The only reason we have a fossil record of the stuff that we do have is because of very special circumstances of how it died and where. Uh, the certain like mud beds or lava area or tar pits and stuff that preserved the bones and the fossils and the remains in that area or their glacial remains as well. Yep. Things that just die in the woods or in you know the water and stuff get consumed. It's the circle of life. So you, you're not going to have a recent fossil record. Mm -hmm. Okay, go on. Uh, I lost my train of thought. So, Tulpa. Right. So Tulpa, so then uh, figuring out like if it is there. And then if it is there, um, I guess the subcategory of thought for that is like uh, along the same lines of questioning why we get freaked out by things that are look human but aren't because of ah. whatever so it's like no that's kind of mixed in there like okay um then we've got bleed throughs and uh, for anybody who doesn't know what a bleed through is it's just like a generalized term for uh something that has slipped between the uh layers of reality and has ended up in the wrong place uh and that's what I was kind of thinking with this whole thing. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of research into uh, parallel universes and, you know, um, Mandela effect stuff mm -hmm. and glitches in the matrix and everything. Yeah. So let's, let's say that these creatures are literally us, but just from a different dimension. Yeah. And they're falling through to our dimension or whatever, but they can interact because for whatever reason, things aligned and they slipped through or came through, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you, um, if you look at the, uh, and I'm sure there's multiple theories, but the one that I am most familiar with is, like, the, uh, the layers of reality. So, you know, obviously we exist in the third dimension, and then, like, uh, there's, what, there's two, two more ahead of us, and then there's, like, a, like, Something like that. There, I want to say five, but I know it's like one. There's of that. thirteen. Like is what I heard from like scientific agreement. All right, like well, that tracks. That makes sense. Like when I got into this part, I, it was a long time ago, and I, I just remember five. Anyway, so like <laughs> how I understand it to work, or remember how it works, um, is things that are above our reality level can seem like bleed through but they're not so like so for instance um uh i'm gonna date myself here but like <laughs> back when uh 2020 used to do like <laughs> haunting uh episodes and shit like we're yeah they they did oh i was thinking the year oh god like, no 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 date yourself 2020 that was only three years ago no, now. No, yeah, no, no, 2020 when they used to do like hauntings and shit like that, like weird stuff, like, uh, right, the TV show we're talking about, yeah, now. yeah, the TV show 2020 for all you like young people. <laughs> <laughs> I remember specifically that got brought up because they were talking about how uh, this ghost was in a photo and it was like floating through the wall and it's like three feet above uh, our ground level. And uh, I remember them saying, uh, somebody else saying, 
Well, that's because three feet above our ground level is where the next level sits. So yeah, of course it seems like they're uh, they're there. So it's like overlay versus bleed through. The bleed through is stuff that comes from the lower dimensions up, and then overlay is from the top down. So I guess we, you know you can look at it. Either one of those things, uh, bleed through or overlay. It's funny that you should uh, tie those two together because some people uh, recently have started saying that these things are actually ghosts. Okay. Uh, like the Loch Ness monster, the yeah. lake monsters are actually dinosaurs, but they're ghosts. Bigfoot disappears because they're ghost Bigfoots. Okay. Not that Bigfoot is a ghost, yeah. but you're seeing the ghost of Bigfoot. Okay. I don't know. That's another whole episode, but... So, maybe maybe they're bleed through from another dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, why do they attack us? See, or seem like they attack us? See, that's like the thing, like... that they attack because like from their point of view we're the invaders now or they're threatened because they don't know where they are you could look at it from either side really without enough or without more evidence and more uh you know like uh retellings of interactions so let's put it this way if you got all of a sudden walking down downtown city x and uh, everyone around you was a cat-headed person. Yeah. I think you'd get a little freaked out too. Oh know? yeah, absolutely. But I'm more of like a have a panic attack, roll into a ball in somewhere, not not lash attack, out at the not the lash out at yeah. But I can understand that mentality because we you know we see that in normal human behavior to begin with. So and if we want to take it a step further and be like that is also a very feline thing to do is just fucking spaz out and attack things. Right. You get confused. And, you know, not take into consideration. This is like a half and half kind of thing. I guess that'll make sense. Right, and most of the time they don't attack. And these things aren't seen downtown. Mm-hmm. Okay, if these things are bleed through. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I have a good one then. Um, Anubis, mm-hmm. and I mean this in a literal term of the Anubis, uh, like, black dog pointy nose, pointy ears. Yeah, jackal-headed creatures have been seen in people's bedrooms. You, I'm sure you're familiar now with, like, the hat man sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hat man standing at the foot of your bed or on top of you and stuff. You wake up in the middle of the night. There is a handful of stories Mm -hmm. of Anubis standing at the foot of people's beds. I mean, like, and that obviously is not Hatman. I mean, Hatman yeah. does not have pointy ears. No, no. He's... Anubis does not have a fedora hat. These are two totally different entities, whatever they are. Um, and so, when we're t- why were we talking about that just now? 
uh, attacking. Oh, yeah. why why they're not seen downtown? So right. if these things are just bleed through, why are people not seeing them downtown X? If they're not a natural creature. Natural is it natural to our dimension? Or to their dimension. Okay. If they're bleeding through, walk, going about their normal everyday lives in their dimension, like we are. We're walking around down downtown in, yeah. in City X, and all of a sudden now we're in a different dimension. Um, do they not have downtown? Well, that, that's irrelevant, because even if they're in the middle of the forest and bleed through to our downtown, mm -hmm. now they're downtown. Yeah. So, so we're trying to, like, figure out why they're showing up in people's rooms in the forest, but not, like, in natural populated areas, like, you know, in the middle of a metro area? Correct, yeah. Okay. Uh, if if we're going along that theory of these things are yeah interdimensional bleed through yeah no I get it I was just trying to like figure out um so I you know I love like Occam's razor and shit like that so I would for me I would be like it's probably because there's just a lot of different energy going on and you know uh, obviously like street lights. Uh, traffic lights, all sorts of other electric stuff that's, you know, under the cement and whatnot. That could also have something to do with it. Uh, Maybe like a force field? Yeah, that's like it's not um, it's not like hospitable for uh, 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 transfer. Yeah, I was going to say transfer. Yeah, I mean then that would make sense. Like and I know it, okay, it doesn't make sense because you would think that if there's more technology that that would be what it is but it's like yeah well not everything exists for, for that or on that or with that so well I, I think that there's good energy and bad energy too I mean yeah there's the natural energy that we've been talking about this whole time mm -hmm. and then there's the unnatural energy yeah and um, you have you know like in the last the last episode we were talking about like the forest and the energy of that mm -hmm. and the magicalness of it and you know and that, but now you have this uh, um, sterile, electrical, uh, fake energy. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, it's all energy. I mean, like, everything is energy. Yeah. But now you have this energy that is not natural. And is that acting as some sort of barrier to these things? I would have, I, I would have to say yes. You know, that's like where... Like, it's probably, like, they're creating this this frequency 
chaos and, and nonsense and just the tons of energy from all sorts of stuff happening all the time. In a city. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I could see how that would just naturally repel stuff. Okay, let me flip the disc on you on that one. Okay. So, uh, coming up right here in January uh, is our new episode. We talked about at the beginning of the show, the Chicago Mothman. The Chicago Mothman, in my opinion, is not a cryptid. A lot of people put it in that uh, ball of wax, but for the same reason, like I just kind of stated a little bit ago, um, there's no fossil record. There's no animals in our world that even resemble the skeletal structure that is supposedly made up of Mothman. So it is my opinion that these things are supernatural, otherworldly, uh, interdimensional, something like that. Mm -hmm. So if we apply what we just discussed to the Mothman case of Chicago, mm -hmm. Chicago is one of the largest cities in the United States. Yes. And you have all kinds of just negative energy and electrical and air traffic and, I mean, subways, everything you could possibly think of in Chicago. Mm -hmm. If that's not a repellent conduit, then that kind of blows this whole theory out of the water as to why uh, your rift is not appearing in larger cities. This is true. However, I mean, we'd have to look at spaces that might offer relief to that, like natural occurring small portals. You know, I think when people think about portals, it's like, you know, like Stargate shit, and it's like, no, they're, they're everywhere. And I've seen them in action. It's really annoying, actually. <laughs> I will also point out that I was not aware, as I'm sure almost, you know, 80%, if not more, of our audience is aware, that there is a lot of green space. And not just green space, but woods. Oh, yeah. In Chicago. Oh, yeah, there is. There is literally a forest that is maybe like two to three city blocks deep, but it wraps around the entire one edge of the city opposite the, uh, the Lake Michigan. Yeah. And there is definitely places in there that a large flying humanoid creature could live completely yeah. undetected. There you go. So there's, and, and there is one section of the woods in, um, Shriller Woods in, um, Chicago that actually is supposed to have portals in uh, to the point where they uh, they have like a praying mantis creature that's been sighted uh, in that area. So, I mean, that, that I, I did not bring him up on this episode specifically because he's not the anthropomorphized creatures that right. I was trying to cover. Yeah. Um, because we can get into a lot more creatures that, that have been seen and, and fairies and all kinds of weird stuff. Um, but I wanted to stick to the upright humanoid animals. Yeah. Um, but he, he's been sighted down there a giant praying mantis. And these things, the, the giant mantis people, are actually a very common, uh, I guess, species of considered UFO, or not UFO, but uh, alien. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about them? I don't, like, I know of them, but I haven't, like, 
dove real deep into it because like I've got around it's on the list you know right. <laughs> the list I, I, of lists I mean same for me like I've only delved a little bit into UFOs and stuff and, and this is why I, I don't I guess um, I tell a lot of people you know like they ask me you know does CAPS go out and investigate UFOs well sure but uh, this is what happens is uh, somebody sees a UFO fly over their house and then they call us and I say well great is it gonna be there tomorrow and when they say no well, what do you want us to do about it? Yeah. I mean, did it land? Is there any physical evidence? Um, do you have a picture? Is there anything that we can go on? No? It just flew over your house? You saw it. And great. And that is great. I, I still want to hear it. I still want the story. I still want uh, the, the point, the plot on a map. Because if something else comes up in the same area at the same time, uh, everything... I can link the two things together, and that's great. Mm -hmm. But if I can't go out there and find evidence or do something, it's just a point on the map for me. Um, so I, I don't delve much into the UFOs and stuff because I, I guess there's a lot there, but there, how many people have encountered an insectoid? It's mostly the greys um, or the, uh, what are they called? The... Uh, Ah, the tall ones. I can't think what they're called, but right now. But it's mostly those guys, and then and then you get the reptoids and the insectoids too. I get more like uh, Arcturian, Pleiadian, Syrian, and like Leon, Leon. The more I guess I want to say like anthropomorphic humanoid-looking ones. Well, like uh, Pleiadians are. They don't really look that different from and that's why like they're the most common uh extraterrestrial to like hang out because like they just you know they can blend in and nobody really notices i guess there's like some key things to look for but uh anyway do they yeah. blink sideways no they don't <laughs> blink sideways. oh my god i have seen so many videos of oh hillary clinton god. blinking sideways ah she's definitely a pleiadian <laughs> no, <she's>, uh, <laughs> moving on anyway <laughs> Well, so these creatures that we're talking about, yeah. the cat, the dog, the birds, um, it, it's definitely also a possibility that these things are extraterrestrial. Oh, absolutely. But now, let's look at it this way. If they are, if they came all the way to Earth, why are they just running around in our forests? Again. <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, like an advanced species that could... You know, go from point A to point B in space and time to, to come to this little shit rock and <laughs> kick it in the woods. It does seem sort of weird. Like, I'm not saying that they couldn't have some kind of base of operations. It just sort of seems like woods. We don't know what's going on underneath. Same for the ocean and, you know, like, uh, the USO now. Yep. Yeah. Unidentified submerged objects. Yeah, it, that kind of stuff, you know, because we, there's a lot of USO shit, which is actually great. But, so, <laughs> uh, so. Do you remember the last conversation? Focus! <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about aliens. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know why something extraterrestrial would just come and then just want to kick it in the 
there needs to be some sort of agenda. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there has to be a agenda of some sort that is why these things are coming here and why. See, I'll still park there. Um, there has to be a reason behind it, not just you know show up in the woods. Like Dogman, we're gonna cover this a little bit now because. I think that these things are a terrestrial creature, same as Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I I believe that there is there is fossil record for uh, very large canines. Mm-hmm. Um, why they walk upright? Well, I don't know, but there is you know the uh, help me out here. I'm missing some the dire wolves. Yeah, are a legitimate species of giant wolf that uh, only supposedly went extinct few hundred thousand years ago, you know, so a few hundred to a thousand years ago, something like that. So they definitely could still exist. And uh, there's a video online of what could be a dire wolf, um, uh, like stalking and attacking like a dog. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. I was like, hmm. That is a very large wolf. Um, yeah, yeah, that thing was huge. I mean, I've seen timber wolves up close. They're big, but that thing was like bear sized yeah, like black bear definitely. or like grizzly sized like what is this yeah so um I mean that's that's pretty good evidence and I don't think it's faked or anything it definitely is an animal uh what it is I mean it's it's a big animal that's that's what it is but yeah. um yeah I, I don't know that when you start getting into these other things like the the frog the loveland frog mm-hmm. man, and, and granted when uh we were working on this stuff. Ethan had wanted to go check out the Loveland Frogman. And there has only been two sightings of it. Yeah. Um, actually, a third very recent sighting, I think, just happened now uh, since this past summer. But um, that's it. There's only been three sightings ever of this thing. And with any other cryptid or creature or something, there's there's a lot more sightings. Or even just like hoaxed sightings at least yeah. but there's just nothing with the, the Loveland Frogman but I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of something like this because when you have these one-off cases like that these weird things like um, the Minotaur mm-hmm. you know or the satyrs and stuff like that people see these things mm-hmm. and they don't know what they are and why? I, I, I just... So, like, not to, like, bring in all the, the crazy stuff that I generally do, um, <laughs> like, what if, what if, people who just see these, and they, they might see just one once ever in their life, and that's it, whatever. What if it's just a momentary distortion in the fabric of reality and that thing is not really there, but they see it and then it's gone because that's just how it is. Like, you know, the spyglass has just been just for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another thing, since I didn't want to go all off on Dogman, but uh, this is kind of relevant, is sometimes Dogman is reported to be two-dimensional like a cardboard cutout that moves okay and i find this very interesting and and one or two incidences of this would be 
eh, misidentification maybe, you know, just the way you see it. Mm -hmm. But there's quite a few reports, and I reference uh, Linda Godfrey's books again, and actually I've taken a report uh, of the Beast of Bray Road that was supposedly a two-dimensional cutout mm -hmm. that moved and walked and turned and looked at you, but still flat. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about these things being interdimensional and stuff like that, you know, and I've, I've never, I guess I haven't delved deep enough into the other creatures, the, the cat, the, mm -hmm. the alligator, the horror, horse, um, the, uh, the bird headed creatures and that yeah. to see how often these things are being sighted because we know that the beast of Bray road, um, the, the dog man is yeah. seen all over. Yeah. Not just in the United States, but uh, England as well. Um, there was even reports that Hitler was breeding them. Yeah, there's also a lore from Germany, I want to see. Yeah, I want to say it was Germany. Um, about dog creatures like that. So, and that was from a long time ago. Well, let's, let's take this even farther back. Okay. Um, because... Again, I cannot speak to the other things in this, and I think I've brought this up on the podcast before, but if you want to go back to the oldest recorded supposed text, which would be the uh, Christian Holy Bible, right? And you have um, reports in the Bible mm -hmm. of both uh, Dog Man mm -hmm. and Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't, they don't call them by that, obviously, right. because those names did not exist until much, much later. Right. But but here's what you have. You have uh, Esau. Esau. Yeah. Uh, oh, look, the gas station got robbed. Um, you have Esau, who is a... Uh, one of... The, he, he is a person, and he's very tall. Mm -hmm. He was a good hunter, and he was covered in red hair. Now, what does that sound like? Uh, somebody really needs a bottle of air? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, to me, that sounds like a Bigfoot. Yeah, it you does. Know? And then you have the, the text that says that the descendants of Esau ended up living in the mountains, and they were giants, and they were the red-haired giants, and it all just kind of flows together that now these mountain people... Yeah are Bigfoot, yeah. which follows along to present day mm -hmm. when you have most of the Bigfoot sightings um, are in the mountains or up high, and uh, I mean the Native Americans even call them the Ridge Walkers, mm -hmm. because you know every time that a lot of the stuff that we find for Bigfoot is up on the ridges, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> Rhinelander case in point, we only find the, the structures and the evidence up on the ridges. Now, the other thing that the, the Bible talks about is the Canaanites. Yeah. And the Canaanites literally is Canaan, mm -hmm. uh, or canine, which is dog in modern day. And these were the Canaanite army was led by our good friend... <laughs> Anubis. Anubis, the dog-headed warrior. And uh, Anubis led his army of dog-headed soldiers to take over Egypt and Pharaoh and, and all that at the time. Mm -hmm. So you literally have these two creatures in the Bible um, already. I mean, if, if you want to look for 
historical documentation of these creatures existing, you have it. You know, and a lot of people don't realize that. Um, and then, if you're, you're talking about Anubis being in the Bible, this dog-headed creature leading his army, mm -hmm. um, well, now you have to go back to Egypt and go, well, Anubis is real. Mm -hmm. So is Horus. So is, you know, the cat-headed one. So is mm -hmm. the monkey-headed one. So is all of these deities that they have painted on their walls. <laughs> so now, I, I, here, here's an interesting thing. Where did Anubis come from? Do you know? Because I, I don't. What uh, What is the historical um, legend of Anubis and the other creatures? Because maybe that, that will shine light onto the fact of where these things actually came from. Oh, boy. Okay, so let me start by saying, like, Egyptian mythology sometimes feels like Greek mythology and the fact that it's like really really long and like people everybody's related to everybody <laughs> So is the Bible Yeah, yeah, that's just there's uh, literally chapters that explain who's related to everybody and how many kids they had Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot to get into and it's hard because I love yes, this stuff <laughs> I just grouped the Bible into mythology. You're welcome <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, I'm going to see if I can remember. So, obviously we know that the, the basics, he is, um, not, okay, people call him, like, the, the ruler of the underworld. I was just going to say, yeah. But, um, from my reading and understanding is, like, he's similar to the ferryman. He's just right. sort of taking you to the, the edge of where you need to go, which for Egypt is a long, arduous process of getting the river sticks. And that's Greek. That's Greek. Yeah. yeah. But same thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the guy's the ferryman's name, but I can't right now. Um, so he's he's their ferryman, so to speak. Um right. he does checks and balances. Obviously he does do battle. I don't think that's like what he was, you know, intentionally for. <laughs> Not like uh, Sekhmet who was. But I'm trying to remember who he is. Is he Ra's son? I I think he might be. So he's like he's like way up there as far as like deities are cuz like, you know, there's them and then, you know, layers. Uh yourselves <laughs> right. right so you know and and we've you know a lot of these stories mm -hmm. um hercules is the son of a god yeah. and then you have jesus the yeah. son of a god and um I, I honestly can't think of the other ones but there yeah. is mythology in china and um greece and all these different places that all have these same stories the same uh, lineage of the Son of God coming to Earth, the Great Flood, all these different origin stories of the world are all very similar, if not just rewritten a little bit. And even that comes from the ancient Sumerian texts. So that all predates the Bible in itself, which the Bible basically is a copy of what was written in the Sumerian texts. 
that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he is the son of Ra and, and Hesed. And yeah, he is like one of the original, uh, original deities, uh, going back to like literally when Egyptian civilization started. So <laughs> we know his parents and we know that he's been around in uh, Egyptian mythology for a very, very long since the beginning, basically. But uh, it doesn't give me any more than that. It's basically like, well, this is what we know. <laughs> Right, well, how can you know whatever was written on a wall that we translated from 50 other things? I mean... Yeah, if we could just crack that sand, Squid, I tell you. For all the secrets are. I mean, like, in, like, 15 million other things, too, but... So we've really covered a lot. Like, this episode has gone everywhere. And, uh, I mean, that's good, but we haven't gotten anywhere, either. So basically we're saying that all these things have been around forever and they're just kind of hiding out and chilling because that's that's their thing, right? Yeah. So all of your, your Anubis has been around since the origin of the world, right? Because yeah. uh, he was one of the original deities and everything and mm -hmm. his parents basically created the world and that's, that's where we're at with that. Yeah. So then you also have all the other Egyptian gods and if you look at these other creatures, I mean, there's an alligator god too. Yeah, I know. In Egypt. So there's your alligator. You have the, the snake, the, not the snake, the, the bird, mm -hmm. the cat, the alligator. Mm -hmm. You have all of these in mythology and um, back to the beginning right there. Yeah. So these things have just been around forever. Yeah. And it's... I don't know, it's both frustrating, daunting, and awesome when you think about it. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, well, we've been seeing this and people have been reporting it and we've made statues and paintings and all sorts of stuff revolving them. So it's sort of like, I don't under... Personally, I'm just like, well, so then why is it so hard to like accept or look at or think on the, on the grounds that they are still around? So do you think it's like a uh, a conspiracy then that the governments are trying to hide that information? Because it seems like, you know, we have such open information on like, I guess maybe not everything, but a lot more of things. things. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, there's just this, well, that's not true kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And if I, if I look at it from the perspective of like... Um, all the 411 stuff, all of the uh, the forest disappearances and stuff like that, all over the not missing only the 411, yeah. yeah, all over the mm -hmm. U.S., but also you know parts of Europe and everything too, and like how everything's really kind of hush hush and weird about that, and it, you know, and I think he, I think the second uh, film he made he even says that it's just like you know what are they hiding? They know something's going. Why is this area protected? but not this over here. And why do they take more time to look here, but not here? You're like, <laughs> there you know? was, uh, um, we're getting way off topic again now. Um, but there was some report that I, not a report, but, uh, another thing that I was listening to mm -hmm. and the people that were abducted would come back and they were missing their shoes. Mm -hmm. And that ties back to the missing 411 where these people show up without their shoes. And, naked and stuff like that but there was something else that did this and i want to say it was in uh, one of nick redfern's books and he was talking about it but not 
anything to do with missing 411. Right. But his cases were still describing the exact same scenario of these people showing back up in places. And I want to say it was like alien abduction mm -hmm. that he was talking about. Because a lot of the stuff that I had been reading recently for Redfern was was aliens and um, abductions and cover-ups that way. Yeah. So I would say that, you know, this, this 411 stuff has a tie more to the aliens than earthly things. Or whatever this stuff is. Yeah, because I can get behind that. A lot of people believe that there is no, well, not that there's no such thing as aliens, but that the aliens are more interdimensional than extraterrestrial. That's that's my thought process, and that's changed over, like, the last, like, three years. Like, a lot, because, I, I mean, come on, like, <laughs> I love aliens. <laughs> but I have started looking at things from more of a, um, just an interdimensional viewpoint because it's more solid to me anyway i feel like it's more solid like the, the ground is more stable to stand on you have science to kind of back things up and that we know that there's other stuff we just don't know what's going on in that other stuff and also um i can't remember his name right now <laughs> greer uh talks about that too a little bit where um it wouldn't make sense for extraterrestrials to travel across when they can just move time and space around them which would be less of an effort so and again that then makes them interdimensional not necessarily extraterrestrial wow yeah sorry now you're gonna think about that late at night <laughs> late at night it is literally 4 a.m right now uh so yeah <laughs> but so our little adventure on uh, New Year's Eve has come to an end. It is now New Year's Day. We are back safe and sound and not stuck in the snow no longer. <laughs> uh... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, keep this in mind. If you go down a uh, road looking for Bigfoot and that road is covered in snow, you don't know how deep that snow is. Be careful out there, guys. And remember... Keep it squatchy. Oh, wrong podcast. That would be uh, Cliff and Bobo. Anyway, <laughs> keep your stick on the ice. No, that's that's Red Green Show. Uh, oh, my favorite. Remember, every great podcast has an amazing sign-off. <laughs> or uh, the uh, what's the what's the other one? Um. Uh, hang on. Tent Show Radio? Where I come from, people don't say goodbye. They just say, well, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's pretty perfect, though. Yep. Uh, I suppose, man. Well, I suppose. <laughs> it's about that time. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening, enjoying it on all of our uh, random shenanigans. And uh, this episode has been pretty uh, entertaining and pretty... Uh, Actually, back on topic for once compared to most of our podcasts recently. So uh, uh, we'll definitely uh, definitely be putting out some more interesting stuff coming up. And uh, yeah, check us out online. Send us some messages. And, uh, you know, if you guys have any questions or uh, if you obviously see anything weird wandering in the woods with a cat's head or an alligator's head or anything <laughs> like that. We definitely want to hear about it, so send us an email. 
WisconsinCaps at gmail.com or Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or TikTok or anywhere you can find us. We're out there. Oh, yeah. We're out there. <laughs> so until next time, I'm your host, Barnaby. And Fathom. We'll see you next, guy, next time, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To find out more about cryptids, anomalies, and the Paranormal Society, visit our website at wisconsincaps.com. That's wisconsincaps.com. There you can find links to our YouTube and Facebook pages. You can also submit your sightings and encounters. And don't forget to check out our online store for t-shirts, DVDs, and more. If you have had an encounter with something unexplained in or around Wisconsin, we would love to hear about it. You can send us an email at wisconsincaps at gmail.com or to submit an anonymous report, visit our website and click Report Your Encounter on the main page. <laughs>